Oh, yeah, it's on, right? Okay. So obviously I'm not Father Ken. My name is uh, the Reverend Canon Tristan English, better known as Tristan. And I'm here to welcome you on your new chapter. Uh, before I begin, I want to say that you guys did an amazing job honoring Ken and Debbie. It was really neat to be able to sit there in Casper and to hear all the great things, to read about all the great things that you did. And that is so indicative of who St. John's is. It was really amazing, and I applaud you on how you did that. So who am I and why am I here? I'm Tristan English, as I said, and I work for the diocese. And my job for the diocese is I am canon for congregational enrichment, also known as canon to the ordinary, where I represent the bishop in certain areas. Those areas where I represent the bishop are uh, communication and technology, administration, uh, church canon, and also clergy transitions. And so I am here because we are beginning a new chapter here at St. John's with a clergy transition. And what I'm going to do today is spend probably 15, maybe 20 minutes. I'll try to keep it limited to that. As your vestry knows, I am not the uh, shortest of speakers, but I will uh, try to keep it to that and walk you through what you can expect during this period of transition. And then afterwards, we'll have Q&A at coffee hour where we can go into more detail. So I've been coming up for about the past eight, nine months working with your vestry to discuss transition and to look at what this community is and to help them in discerning who will be with you during this transition. And as you're aware, next Friday, your interim pastor starts, or interim rector, and that's Father Ron Pogue. And Ron's job is to be with you, to sit with you, to love and nurture you, and to be part of your congregation as you go forward in discerning who your next rector is. The diocese has a different responsibility. The diocese is to work with your search committee, to work with your vestry, and begin the process of discerning who your next rector is. There are probably a bunch of rumors going around if you're like any other church in transition. One of those rumors is we already know who the next rector is. Another rumor is the search committee is already created. I can tell you, all that's false. Um, the only one who knows the answers to either of these is God. So rest assured, no decisions have been made. The process of transition is one that takes probably 14 to 18 months. It is a period where you go from honoring the life that you had with Father Ken to honoring your future. And it needs to be intentional. It is not something we rush through. It is something that we take time with, that we live with, and we focus on where the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding us. So let's talk about what that might look like. Beginning in April, well, first off, I had the opportunity to have dinner with Jan and her husband last night, and Jan reminded me that the only one who likes change is a toddler with a soiled diaper which I thought was so appropriate, right? 
I mean, none of us are really excited about this. Change comes and we roll with it. Well, part of the change is beginning with a search committee. So your vestry is going to do a call for volunteers to serve on the search committee. That will begin in April. My recommendation to the vestry is that because of the size of the congregation and the diversity of the congregation, that your search committee be made up of seven individuals. You would have, again, this is all based on my recommendation, but you would have a member of the vestry who would serve on the search committee. And the role of that person is not to share any confidential information with the vestry, but at least to report back to the vestry of here's where we are, here's where we are in terms of the process and the timeline that's being outlined today. I also recommend to the vestry that you have at least one seasonal member. The reason I recommend that is you are a seasonal congregation. You have an ebb and flow, a highs and lows on attendance, giving months, things like that, because you're a seasonal community. And therefore, that voice needs to be represented. So I encourage the vestry to have at least one seasonal member on it. That seasonal person needs to make a covenant with the search committee that they will attend all the meetings. And that will be something that they will have to um, bear upon themselves, but for them to be part of the process, they will have to make that covenant because this search is critical because it's about discerning God's will. And the way we do that is by being in community together. The other thing that I encourage your, your vestry with in forming the search committee is that it be economically diverse. Your congregation and the community of Jackson is very diverse, right? You have the wealthiest of the wealthy and you have the poorest of the poor. Both extremes need to be represented on your, con on your search committee. Everyone should have a voice because, it's, again, it's about discerning God's will. And the way we do that is by having voices. The other thing, and this is wonderful, is that you are not a congregation that is over 70 for the majority, right? I see lots of young families. I see people who are actually under 50. I'm 43, and usually I'm the youngest person in a congregation, and that is not the case here. So you need generational diversity. So I encourage your vestry to have the longtime members, and some of the young families that may be newbies represented as well. Because it's not just about honoring your past, it's about looking towards your future. One thing to keep in mind is that if you are concerned about expense, meaning if you individually are concerned about any expense in terms of being on this search committee, is that the vestry will support you in any work. There is actually not going to be any cost during this first year, meaning 2015. The only cost that would incur is when we get down to the finalists, and I know I'm jumping ahead, I apologize. But when we get down to finalists, there will be times when your search committee goes out to the home congregation of the finalists and comes back to the vestry and reports on them. That will be covered by the congregation. So if you are thinking about the cost, don't let that be anything that would stop you from applying for this. It is important that all voices be 
accounted for and represented in this. As I said, I got ahead of myself, so I apologize. So back up 14 months, and now we're in May of 2015. Your search committee has been formed by the vestry. The vestry will give them a commission, and they will say, by, say, May 15th of 2016, we want three finalists. So it's important to understand that. Your search committee is not choosing your next rector. That is not the role of the search committee. The search committee is discerning three, four, whatever the number is that the vestry cha charges them with, of identifying individuals to present to the vestry in identifying who your next rector will be. So your search committee will be formed May 1. I will come up and I will meet with the search committee twice in the month of May. The first time is to talk about the responsibility of the search committee, to talk about discernment, which is something that you will hear me speak of often. And discernment is that intentional effort of hearing what God is calling of you. It is time of prayer. It's time of reflection. It's time of being together, and it's also a time of solitude where you're asking for God's guidance in any decision. And your search committee and your vestry will be dedicated on discerning God's will for your next rector. So that will be my first meeting with your search committee in May. The second meeting will be around how do we, how do we get the congregation's input in identifying critical areas around our next rector. Essentially, how are we going to survey the congregation so that we can hear the congregation's wants, desires, interests, passions? This is something that we've been using on the past five searches in Wyoming. It's just a survey tool. It's a survey tool that allows everyone to share their hopes and dreams, both around their next rector but also around St. John's itself. Important to realize is that this survey will be 100% anonymous. I will work with your search committee to craft it in the second half of May. It will then go live June 1st. And for the entire month of June, all of you will have an opportunity to respond to this survey. This survey, as I said, will be anonymous. It will be available online. It will be emailed to people. It will be hard copy mailed to people. There will be copies here in the congregation where people can fill it out. And everything goes through the diocesan office. In fact, everything regarding this survey goes through me. So you're, you will remain anonymous. The vestry won't know anyone's particular answers. I won't know anyone's particular answers but everything will be gathered and collected in the diocesan office. Then, during the month of July, probably at the time of the bishop's visit, I will come up and I will share the results of the survey. I will share it first with the search committee, then I will share it with the vestry, and finally I will share it with the congregation as a whole. This will be a resource that will be made available to everyone in an effort to be transparent so that you have an opportunity to understand what your community looks like, what people are looking for, 
who people think or what gifts are critical for their next rector. Then, and here's the real purpose of the survey, the search committee goes to work in the month of August and they will create something called a profile. Back in the day it used to be called a portfolio. Other people used to refer to it as the slick lie. It would be this 30-page bulletin and it would talk about how diverse you were and it would have all these pictures of various ethnicities and then the priest who's interviewing shows up and there are five white people gathered around the table and they're all 70s, right? So we don't do that anymore. What we do is we answer 11 questions. You as a congregation, your search committee, will answer 11 questions. And those 11 questions talk about the ministry and outreach that you do. It talks about who you are in the, in the community as a whole. It talks about the work that you're doing for the future of the church. And it talks about what kind of rector you're looking for. The search committee will put this together. And I'll work with others because I think it would be important to have a video available on your website for people who are in discernment where they can come and learn about St. John's and the town of Jackson and Teton County where they can just aid them in their discernment, meaning the individuals who would be applying to be your next rector. So we will put that together during the month of June. I'm sorry, during the month of August. Then September. Your search committee will meet with the vestry and they will share this with the vestry, meaning the profile that they've put together. They will also share it with you as a congregation. Not so much that you can edit it or wordsmith it because no one needs 250 or 300 editors, but to at least say, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> but to at least say, yes, you captured us or no, you missed the point because it needs to be clear that what's going out represents who St. John's is. And that is an obligation that you as a congregation have to your search committee to affirm the work they do, but also to be honest with them. So at the end of September, we have this beautiful document that describes who St. John's Jackson is. October 1st, I will post this document on something called the uh, Diocesan uh, Transition Officers website. And it is a collection of the Greater Episcopal Church, and it is where all clergy go who are in search processes, and it allows them to see who's looking for clergy, and it also allows them to share their information. I will also share it with my colleagues, with the 110 dioceses, send it out to them, asking them to solicit individuals that might be called. I will also be sharing it with bishops, and I'll also be attending a handful of conferences where I'll be promoting St. John's. Let's be clear. St. John's is going to garner quite a bit of interest. A lot of people want to come to Jackson. In the 8 o'clock service, I made the point that Jackson is not Rollins, Wyoming. Right? No offense to Rollins, but I think it's going to be a little bit easier to recruit, uh, recruit a priest to come to Jackson, Wyoming than it is to Rollins. I would put you guys in the top 100 congregations in the Episcopal Church. It's a very attractive community, not just because of Jackson. I think Jackson is actually the minor piece about this. 
You're an attractive community because of who you are. You're an attractive community because the mission and outreach that you do. You're an attractive community because you are the faith center of Jackson, Wyoming, and you do amazing things. Because of that, the ministry isn't about the priest, right? You are not defined by the person who stands up here and offers Eucharist. You are defined by how you share the gospel, and that is very attractive to clergy. So from October 1st to December 31st, for three months, we're going to be receiving names. Those names will come to me, and during January, the first couple weeks of January, I will call all of my colleagues where I receive an application. So say I receive something from someone in the Diocese of Colorado, I would reach out to my colleague in the Diocese of Colorado only to make sure that that priest who has applied is in good standing. It is not my job to weed out people. Okay? And that hasn't always been the case with the diocesan office. It is not our job to weed out anyone. If we're doing that, we are interrupting discernment. It will be the job of the search committee to review and prayerfully consider each individual who offers their name into this process. So during the months of February and March, the search committee will be doing interviews with individuals who have come forward. They'll begin with Skype, and they'll probably fly in four or five individuals and their spouse, if they have one, to Jackson to meet with the search committee to help them in their discernment. It's not just the discernment of the search committee, it's the discernment of the individual who has put their name forward to see if this is something worth pursuing. I need to stress, and this is where the heartburn happens, right? The congregation will not meet these individuals. This often causes heartburn because we all want to be involved in it. We all want to know what's going on. If we go that route, which is the route that search processes used to be, it just boils down to a popularity contest. It comes down to who can give the best sermon. And it's not looking at all the gifts, and it's not looking at the needs of the congregation and discerning who will be the best for the future, and discerning who God is calling to be your next rector. So as a congregation, I invite you to pray for your search committee. I invite you to pray for those individuals who put their names forward, and I invite you to pray for the one that God has already called. So on May 1st, I'm sorry, not May 1st, on April 1st, the search committee will present the list of finalists to the vestry. List of finalists, probably three people. All of this will have to do with what the charge of the vestry is, you know, given to the search committee. But let's assume that the vestry is going to say, give us three names. The search committee presents those three names, and then the vestry will interview each of those individuals. They will fly those individuals out, and they will spend time with each of those individuals. 
Again, the congregation is not included in this conversation. Heartburn I recognize, but again, it's about discernment and not about popularity. Pray for your vestry. Pray that their hearts, their minds, and their, will be open to God's will, and that each of the candidates as well. The goal is to have an announcement May 15th of 2016 where the vestry will be standing where I am and saying we are excited to announce that our next rector is so-and-so. Great timeline, right? Here's the thing about timelines. God has a very different plan. <laughs> I would love it if God listened to my direction, but that doesn't happen very often. So we need to be fluid. This is an ideal. That's all it is. Be fluid. Respond to it. Here's the role of your diocese. First off, I'll be coming up on a regular basis to meet with your search, to meet with your vestry, and to meet with you as a congregation to let you know that we support you and that you're in our prayers. The bishop will be meeting with you to do the same. You are not alone on this process. The role of the vestry is to work well, actually, is just simply to continue the great work that they've been doing. They will work with Father Pope to help him shepherd the congregation, to shepherd the staff, to shepherd all of us as we continue to minister here in Jackson and beyond. The role of Father Pope is to be part of the face of St. John's. His role is also to be with you during this time of transition, to help you with the grief, the pain, but also the joy and celebration, and to be part of that and to honor that. The role of the search committee, simple, discern God's will. Simple to describe, not easy to do. But what about the role of the congregation? I think it's answered in 1 Corinthians. I think it's answered in the gospel today. If we look at 1 Corinthians... I have this marked correctly. Towards the end of 1 Corinthians, it says, I have become all things to all people, that, by all, that I might by all means save some. I do it for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessing. For me, that's the role of this congregation. You are the gospel. You are the church. It's not your next rector. It's not the vestry. It's not the search committee. You are St. John's and Jackson. And as such, you minister to those here in the community. You minister to those in Wyoming. And you minister to those beyond. Continue to be that face. Continue to be the face of Christ. And continue to live and share the gospel. Amen.